A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Colour Lawler. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We're back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about everything to do with film. As always I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Me and Sean, how is it going? I am, I'm wore out Connor. It's yeah. been a weekend. Now. It has. So here, here I was thinking, oh I'll clock out on Friday. We'll finish Hero Zero. I'll just have a nice weekend, nothing to think about. Mm. All of a sudden, I get a, a, a tweet that says, oh, there's a trailer been put out. And then, not an and hour you were like, later. And you, no, you were like, oh, this will be easy. It's just one trailer. It's just one trailer. It'll be very hard to be overwhelmed by this one trailer. The, oh, and the, look, I, I, I was overwhelmed <laughs> In, with emotion and then <laughs> swiftly that was followed by a series of trailers all to do with comic book movies yes and I every single one I seen was like gonna add that to the list have to add that to the list for Monday so oh, we yeah, they're are like, they're a must discuss kind yes. of trailer <laughs> for example there is news this week that we will have to get to next week because we have too much to talk about due to DC fandom releasing just a whole host of trailers we have four trailers to talk about this week along with other pieces of news um, but it is it is amazing what happens when they get it's like Comic Con but multiplied by the things we wanted to see because this year's Comic Con was a bit iffy they had to do it at home it wasn't great um, and no. there wasn't that great big reveals because DC held it all back for DC fandom. And Which I think I they're not- definitely doing this again next year, like in Absolutely. the exact same format. Absolutely. Like, I think it's worked perfectly. They've gotten great social media clout. And that's what we all want. But that's what we have. That's what we have as well. And so, um, as I said, we... We went into this weekend. We recorded our Patreon exclusive episode for Daredevil, yes. which you can get on our Patreon if you want to go over to that. But while when we finished that, Saturday night, I was just sitting here and then I had the back-to-back of the... Um, I had Snyder Cut followed 
by Suicide Squad followed by the Batman and then the Gotham Knights trailer was also released which we can talk about because it is video games technically but I'm mm. very excited about that 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 like let's just say quickly that just looks class it does. as a game I've not been excited about a game in a very long time and but that excites me and also, you know I'm the biggest Nightwing fan in the world, so you're like, oh, it's a Batman game like Arkham, but they took Batman out and you can play as Nightwing. Oh, interesting. Oh, this is everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> and, and Tim Drake is a playable character? Oh, that's also very interesting. Um, so that is that is all going on, but we need to get into the first trailer of the day, Sean. Now, we will end on the biggest trailer because... Uh, I think I've revealed that I am a Batman fan, so we will finish on that. But we are starting with another one of... I just think it's a very good trailer. That is Wonder Woman. Uh, The Wonder Woman trailer for 1984 uh, came out. And I will say, I think this is quite good. (laughs) Is that that the stance you're taking? That's that's all I'm going to say on that. We're moving on to our next story. (laughs) No spoilers, but I think it looks good. (laughs) Yeah, I I have a lot of notes in regards to all these trailers. I have I'm very professional here. I have one piece of A4 paper that I've written on in pen. It's going to be good oh, stuff. Um, okay. <laughs> so, what stood out to you most in this Wonder Woman trailer? Uh, like in terms of like cool shots or what the story? I mean, is? we've been kind of talking about this Wonder Woman movie. Have you been excited about the movie in general? Not up until I saw this. I but right. Now, I really liked the, you know, the first Wonder Woman. I thought it was a really good, not period piece, but even just if you look at that as a World War I movie, it is solid up until the last fight. Yeah. And this looks like all the best parts of of Wonder Woman. You know, like, it is a different time than we're used to seeing. But it just, I, I can't explain it. I just, th- it, this this trailer interests me more than anything I've seen before about this movie. It, the trailer's also a very dramatic tone from even, say, the previous trailer, which was all very, like, um, techno music and kind of very 80s. Where And this is a lot darker. It's a lot more dramatic tone in this movie. I will say that this movie still relies on one thing, and that is, why is Steve Trevor there? Um, like, yeah. It it could it could all fall or it could rise depending on the reveal of how he's there. Is he a ghost? Is he dead? Is he alive? Nobody really knows. So that's kind of the reveal that really I think will st- I don't know make or break the movie. Um, but I think that is the yeah that is going to be the big reveal. Um, but in I, terms have a, of this, I have a, sorry go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I have like a little theory about okay. what's going on. Uh, but we hear uh, the guy at the start, I forget, is the bad guy. Uh, he's like, you can have anything you wish for. Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord. Um, you might know more about him, but uh, do you think that he is aware of Wonder Woman's relationship with Steve Trevor and then brings him back somehow? Is Maxwell Lord a magic dude? No, Ma- Maxwell Lord is mostly just a businessman. If From my experience in the DC universe, he's played by Pedro, pa- Pedro Pascal in this movie. Um, but in my experience, he's normally just a businessman who do, who maybe he might do shady things behind the scenes. But he's kind of I don't know. I've never seen him as like ultimately the biggest evil ever. 
but I don't know if he's involved in magic. Now, he could hire someone who is involved in magic to do something in regards to trying to get Wonder Woman on, her, on his side. Yes, very possible. Mm. Um, because, it, like, when you look at uh, some of the other things that happen in this trailer, magic is not out of the question, I don't think. She rides lightning, which is just cool. <laughs> It's oh, it's so class. It's it's such a good choice. Do you think uh, they were all sitting in the business room and someone's like, why don't we just have a shot where she rides lightning with the lasso of truth? And someone's like, what the fuck? That's amazing. Everyone just dropped their pens and walked out. And we see, like, we had one movie uh, last, this year about, uh, you might remember, Cats. And oh, I, it's somehow in my head, yes, I'll never forget it. My therapist hear about it, hears about it every week. Well, those memories are all alone in the moonlight. They, they are. Uh, but we see uh, Kristen Wiig's cheetah in this, and it looks fucking phenomenal. The CGI on that is absolutely perfect for a cheetah. Now, when the start of the trailer and she's it's like, the way she's talking reminded me of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I was just like, uh, it's not great. Like, Electro. Jamie oh, like Fox. A, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like she's looking up to her, but she wants to be heroic, kind of. But then, later on, it's just, she looks so good. And Christian Wig plays that role really well. In the short bits that we've seen, she looks really good in that role. Now, Christian Wig's a great actress, so I'm, I'm assuming she's going to do really well. But it's all about the shot. When it comes to Cheetah, it's all about the design, because you can make or break that character as well, just from how she looks. And in the dark, we will say, she looks amazing in that one fight scene we've seen. And the best thing about that fight scene, I think, is the one bit when you hear Wonder Woman and Diana says, Barbara, what did you do? But she says it in such a way like, what did you do? I think that is so Wonder Woman. Like, that is Wonder Woman from the comic books. Just that one line and the way she delivers that line. It's just, like, full of compassion and empathy for this woman. Like, what What did you do to yourself? Like, and I, I just think that's, like, perfect Wonder Woman. And I really like that. That's, and that's only a small moment in the trailer. But sometimes it can take those small moments to be like, I'm kind of all in on this film. Let's see what happens. Yeah, because this trailer, you said it yourself at the start, like it, it, it's focusing a lot more on characters in this one mm. rather than here's the big set pieces and here's colour and here's music. You see Temescara at the start, but that's it. And then it goes very much into character-based. Yeah, and a bit of riding the lightning. And, and riding the lightning, which every trailer should have, I think. Yeah, how do you feel about... Because uh, Steve Trevor in this seems to... Like, he knows he's from the past. He, it's not an amnesia thing, because he says at the end, like, does everyone parachute now? And it's really funny. Oh, there's there's some, there's some witty charm in this. There's also the bit with the radar. They'll never catch oh. us. Oh, Steve, they now have radar. <laughs> <laughs> that That is good, though. Like, they, yeah. they, they, they didn't have radar in World War One. I, don't, I think in, in World War One or Two, they just looked out the window and they just hoped for the best. They just said, no, none yet, grand. <laughs> no planes around me, I can't see them. <laughs> Up in these clouds. <laughs> uh, would you let Steve Trevor pilot a plane after all he's been through? Uh, I wouldn't let Steve Trevor anywhere. I think he's completely traumatised by the fact he's been blown up. 
I think if anyone was alive for the fact that they got blown to smithereens and then came back to life, they would just be screaming for years. Years. <laughs> mm, years. It's a good measure of time. Mm, um, yeah. No, I... I the, the final fight is in a weird location. Well, I'm assuming it's the final fight. It's the fight between like fully transformed Cheetah and Wonder Woman in the gold armour. I don't think that'll be the final fight. Really? I think that'll be the fight before she gets to the final villain, maybe. Like, it'll be a bit where she'll have to get rid of Cheetah and then she is working for maybe Maxwell Lord. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like go through her to get to him. Maybe something like that. Now, that could be completely wrong. Maybe Cheetah is the ultimate villain, but I'd, maybe there's a bit of me that's like, I don't want them to throw the final fight scene any shots of that into the trailer. But yeah, now it is still DC. So they will reveal the whole plot in the trailer. Yes, I understand that. But, like, I just... I'm hoping beyond hope, Sean. Yeah, like, because... Uh, I would be quite happy if we didn't get another trailer at this point. It it was It is meant to come out October 2nd, 2020. In, now, it is only in theatres. Yeah, so we, we don't know for sure, but it's down for October 2nd right now. Um, obviously, Global Bastard, everything could change. But I just, I think if it is October 2nd, if this was a normal world and this was October 2nd, I wouldn't want another trailer before it came out. No. And now, now, there will be like 30 second TV spots and stuff, but I think just use the footage you've shown here. Mm. Um, uh. I also have uh, the gold suit looks great and I think everyone is kind of sleeping on the fact Chris Pye and Gal Gadot have amazing chemistry so I just think that they like having them in scenes together because they just work yeah and they're doing like a man out of time kind of thing but also they're just hanging out together it seems just hanging out just as everybody parachute now no Steve oh, you're so silly for god's well, like- sake <laughs> The thing is, is that, like, uh, Diana in this is not wearing super 80s clothes, but the second Steve walks out in those parachute pants, it's like, <laughs> oh, that's how people dressed in the 80s. <laughs> True story. It, also, is there, I think I heard Hans Zimmer music on it. I don't know if Hans Zimmer's on the soundtrack for this, but it's, it felt like Hans Zimmer was doing the score for the trailer. Um, I, I don't know for sure if he's on that, but I was just listening to it. I was like, this sounds very Hans Zimmer-like. Um, and then also, our favourite thing, there's a truck flip. There is a truck flip. There is a truck flip. <laughs> and when I see that, I went, Sean's going to like that truck flip. So, truck yeah. flip, Brayton, Sean, what are we giving it? Oh, God, I don't know if that's a practical truck flip. Mm, is it CGI it goes, or practical? It goes very high for a, if it is a practical truck flip. <laughs> Maybe they put dynamite underneath it. Maybe. There's also one of the trucks kind of looks like the Tesla Cybertruck. Um, oh, yeah. Just there, there, there's a fact for you. But I they, think just don't, they don't like Elon Musk on the set. They're just like, <laughs> fuck up his truck. They're just blowing up a load of shit. <laughs> Is uh, this part of the set piece? No. We no, just no, don't no. like Elon Musk. It's a personal project. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a fake truck flip, but it's a very good looking fake truck flip. You got lots of mm. sand and stuff everywhere. I, what I will say is this trailer got me more excited for watching the film, which is strange because Wonder Woman 1 is the best DC movie they've done so far. 
yeah. like of this current run whereas I wasn't really interested in a sequel but I think it was just because with everything to do with the Justice League and like every other person in the in the universe falling out it just kind of felt like well okay fair enough let's get this out of the way but you've Jason Momoa still signing on the Flash movie apparently is now coming out it's signing, it's signing on more people every single day uh, which we will get to and I just think maybe the excitement is going to rise the the more news that comes out especially from DC fandom I think a lot more eyes will be on the Wonder Woman movie and this could be they're, they're going to be doing a third one no matter what so I think this could be really good or even if it's just okay and the third one comes back and kills it again because what normally happens is one and three are really good maybe and two is like it's good but it's not great yeah no I get you there no it, it, um this film, this trailer more than anything has made me interested to see more of Wonder Woman 84 and I couldn't have said that until I watched it. And that's all a trailer needs to do. So we're moving on to our next piece of news, something you might be interested in. And that is Lucasfilm's Star Wars movies. Have you heard of them, Sean? I've I've may have discussed them in depth and recorded mm. such things, but <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say I'm familiar with them. <laughs> So Kathleen Kennedy um, has come out and she has been talking about the future of Star Wars films this week. Um, She says, now previously there had been indications that the franchise would be focusing more on TV stuff like say The Mandalorian and stuff. Um, Kennedy now says, now we're stepping back a little bit. So in an interview with The Wrap, she said, Stories have been told within this universe over the last 40 odd years. And there's now the realisation that this is a mythology that actually spans about 25,000 years. When you really start to look at it from all the different stories that have been told. We just need the time to step back and really absorb what George has created, she has said. Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) I knew you'd like this story. So okay, so they're just realizing this now, but also yeah. th- 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 there were so many stories in this universe, and then they called them all legends and said they never happened. Yeah, so they, they had these. They had like fifty really, really good stories that they could use for movies, and they went, "They're all legends. Let's write our own, but on the fly." Somehow, Palpatine this. survived. <laughs> There's just like there's a, there's definitely a guy or a girl at the back like there's like at least fifty comic books that are better than that story you've just written, but somehow Palpatine survives. Let's just leave it at that and we'll move on. <laughs> just that's all you need to know, guys. <laughs> I'm not Taps big on this news. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she has now said that they might be taking a step back in regards to Star Wars, which seems a bit counterintuitive because they still have that Star Wars trilogy announced beginning in 2023 so they're taking a step back for now but they're also working on another trilogy yeah maybe that means they're just not doing new projects like they're not announcing anything yet there was also news that the uh, like the Kenobi series is apparently still happening but it's only going to be one season right because nobody wants that That's, uh, that's good thinking though uh, oh yeah, just cancel that series to, right now. Everyone, everyone I was talking to was like, "We need less Obi Wan Kenobi canon because it's the least interesting part of everything." Well, that's uh, and everyone hates you and McGregor as <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Nobody likes the character nerd man. 
It's oh, it's the worst. Oh, I hate oh, Lucas <laughs> Villa money. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, Are you like no. shaking your fist? Oh, <laughs> bastards! Yeah, I'm shaking my fist at a cloud here. <laughs> <laughs> Old man shouts a cloud. Um, but she do, says, sorry, do you remember I was telling you about Darth Revan, who's one of yes. the coolest Sith lords slash Jedi's ever? Is he uh, the guy that was a Jedi? Yeah, then turned to the Sith. And he was like top. He was leader of both of them. Yes, he okay. he, he he like climbed to the top of both uh, factions. I guess you'd call them. But okay. his his uh, like legends page is like uh, since I started talking, I've been scrolling, Connor, and I'm still scrolling. <laughs> it okay. is in fucking depth. And then you go to his canon page. Mm. And I've already scrolled through it. <laughs> it is like a paragraph, and then the rest of it is just talking about legends. So what you're saying is there's untapped potential there? I mean, there, I'm just saying there are things you could do with certain characters. Palpatine? Like, bring him back? No, don't bring back no. Palpatine. No, you don't mean Palpatine. I, sorry, I was just reading what you were putting down there. You're saying no Revan, more Palpatine, somehow he's back. Make Ewan McGregor <laughs> Palpatine. be Palpatine. <laughs> be, be, make Ewan McGregor Palpatine is what we're saying. You know what? These guys would actually like... Kathleen Kennedy's like, you know what? That's not a fucking bad idea. Fucking what if it was... Obi-Wan Capalpatine. <laughs> we'll cancel the Obi-Wan series. Do a Palpatine series. I just, it's... I don't think there's any way to deliver this news that there wouldn't be the kind of conversations that we're having right now. Where, like... Mm. It's, it's, it's like they're trying to save face. Just being like, no one li- liked the last movie, really. So we're just gonna... We're just gonna take a step back here. Which I like, think... Look, if you want to take a step back, that's fair enough. But I feel it might fall on hollowed ears or hollowed whatever if the since you have three confirmed movies coming up in the next decade. Yeah, but like we've had Lucasfilm projects be confirmed before. We had a Boba Fett series that was going to be that's coming true. out. We had a Kenobi solo film that was apparently being written, and then they just cancelled them all overnight. But they'll cancel them in like December twenty first. 2023. Sorry, lads, it's not on anymore. Everyone lighting up for the midnight release. We've done a lot of thinking. <laughs> We've done a lot of thinking, and there's lots of great filmmakers out there, but we really want to take a step back and absorb what George has created again. Just That's a weird way of putting it as well. It's like, hey, you know the yeah. ones you like? Yeah. We want to go home like and watch them again. What like what? I think it's just PR speak. Like we have to absorb the greatness of the previous movies before we can move on. But I just think the idea to say that and then be like, we're going to take a step back. But also, we have a trilogy coming out. Go see that in twenty twenty three. Okay, bye. Palpatine's in it. We promise. <laughs> He's back. He's the lead character played by Ewan McGregor. <laughs> we cancelled the Obi Wan series. Ewan's busy on our Palpatine show. It costs 40 euro on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> um, um, okay, we're going to move on to our next trailer. Now, I've spread them out today. Um, so, our next trailer was Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. yes. The Snyder Cut is finally here, Sean. And we have gotten our first teaser trailer. And already, Zack Snyder has had some critiques. 
and he's already come out and said something that's very Zack Snyder that I will get to. Oh, God. (laughs) He's done another Snyder, but Snyder has done the Snyder Cut trailer. It will be four episodes long, four one-hour episodes on HBO Max in 2021. Sean, where would you like to start with this trailer? Um, who I suppose do we start with the 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 CGI at the start? Uh, if you want. Uh, what did you think of the CGI at the start? So that's Dark Side, correct? That is Dark Side replacing Steppenwolf. We're replacing um, Steppenwolf in the shot that we saw Steppenwolf in, which is the magic yes. of VFX. Steppenwolf is no longer in the movie, I don't think. Or if he is, he's there to be like, here's Dark Side. I, yeah, I think you you do see him. I think in this, but with a much different design and better design than what we saw in the original Justice League. But okay. I'm going to forgive the like people. Everyone's joking about how this looks ropey as fuck, and it does look ropey as fuck because Zack Snyder is making it on his own laptop at home. Yes, <laughs> and it's not even a good laptop. Like it's one he got for like three hundred dollars. Oh, like, like he, oh, got, he got it for Word and checking emails, and now, yeah. now he's just he's auto saving every minute to make sure he doesn't it's a lose notebook. all his progress. He's on a notebook the, the editing Justice League. Yeah, exactly. But I this trailer it looks so much better. You know how Justice League was just a nightmare of yeah. it's a, you know the last scene was all red for example. And the previous scenes were all black and yes. the other scenes were all blue. But this one has actual like color and composition and good shots and everything like that in it. Now it is only a trailer we have to say that. But it just it it, it it's far more interesting to watch. That's interesting. It's interesting that you think it's interesting because do you know what? I have no interest in this movie. Really? <laughs> sure. Not in any way. And I just I don't know why. But it just feels like like I the first of all the music, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah playing yeah. over this is just it's very Zack Snyder to be like, Hallelujah, I'm back. <laughs> Look at this great movie I've made. It it, it yeah, it's a it's a it's not a weird song choice, it's just it's it's like a trailer made three years ago where you just take, you know, a classic song and put it over modern elements. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. They all they, they did that for a whole 12 months until someone was like, guys, can we not just do different songs? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I think Dark Side looks good in it. I will say that, and I I like the way it's structured in the way that you have Dark Side there, and then you have the team intro, where you have like it goes through every single one of them. You see you see Cyborg playing the football, which I'm sure we will get more of Ray Fisher's character in this one. He's meant to he apparently is. It's going to be all about Cyborg. He's like the heart and soul of the story. Um, you also have Flash saving Iris, which is pretty cool to see. I hope yeah. Iris comes back for the Flash movie. Um, but I like the intro I like the dark side thing I don't think this looks bad I never said just because I'm not interested in it does not mean that it looks bad I just watch this like alright because for some reason the, the the residue of Justice League is still in my mouth so no, that's, <laughs> I can totally see where you're coming from um, it just it looks like a better Justice League which is why I'm interested in it it flashes quipping at the end it's pretty good. He is, he is quipping at the end, but then Batman gives some like sage wisdom, which is yeah. nice. 
he's like uh, he's, he's not going to be able to beat us United he might right. have beaten everybody by themselves but not United also we've Wonder Woman who's way stronger than me go on get him Diana yeah, <laughs> go like, on. Wonder Woman and Aquaman essentially gods <laughs> Superman I know he's kind of dead but essentially a god yeah Batman's at, the, Batman's at the back like putting up his face why are you all look if I was at you now Darkseid I'd be getting at you but the oh. tree lads they have you they if have I you. had all my guns right now Darkseid <laughs> I have like three bazookas at the back of the cave trust me three of them it's what? Pr- they're pretty good what do you think of the black suit Superman I think it's nice they, apparently they made the suit for the original movie um, Zack Snyder asked the studio about doing a black suit Superman um, and they weren't sure so yeah. what they did was when they were filming it they changed it so it could be changed from blue and red to black and white depending on what the decision was which I think is it works really well for this movie because you can then change it to black and white yeah I think this and maybe this is why I'm interested is that I think this is going to be an amazing study uh, even in like a year after it comes out, I think it'll be... There'll be analysis of what changed and how they changed it. Like, the VFX involved in remaking this movie, I want to know what elements are added in or taken away. Mm. And the fact that we can do that is insane. Yeah, I like, think the behind-the-scenes of this movie will be more interesting than the movie. Um, and you will get a lot of YouTube videos like, here's the five things you missed, ten things you missed about this movie, or what's changed. Oh, um, or like the more... side-by-sides. They're yeah, the side-by-sides. big part of this. Um, and I think the worst part about all this is, I don't know if this is going to be great, but I think if it's even good, it will get a pass. It'll be like, oh, it was really good. Because, like, the first one was so bad, I think by comparison... That if this is even slightly coherent, it might be uh, seen as a lot better. Yeah, see, see again with this movie, like this has a level of hype around it that Justice League didn't have when it came out because you didn't have, you know, years and years and multiple films of build up towards this. It was all just kind of mm. done quickly, and we've still not had that build up. In fact, we've had we've ha- we had an anticlimax with the release of Justice League. And now the only reason that this has hype around it is that it's the one Zack Snyder wanted. So a bunch of like fans are going mad over it. And people like Zack Snyder, that's fair enough. I'm probably not the biggest fan of Zack Snyder, just because I've heard him in like interviews and stuff. I don't think he comes across that well. But no. as a movie maker, like Watchmen is great. And trio and like things that he can adapt, he does a very good job. I was just not a fan of Batman vs Superman. Or Justice League. And so the fact that he's redoing Justice League, I'm like, okay. Um, it, but if, if Batman vs Superman was amazing, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can't wait for this recut Justice League. I think it was just because I wasn't a fan of that movie either that I'm kind of like, well, what's the big hype? But that is, that's just me. Um, what I will say is Zack Snyder responded to a tweet this week, which is always good. Yeah, um, good start to any sentence. <laughs> Yeah, um, Scott Mendelson uh, is a writer, and he tweeted, So that trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League looks like the same movie. Lots of deleted scenes from the marketing campaign, but otherwise it looks like alternate takes of existing scenes. Which I think is a fair enough comment to make. I think, if you just say that, fair enough. Um, yeah. I don't think he said, oh, this looks shit. He just says, it looks like a very similar movie to the one already out. 
And Zack Snyder responded with, You said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of Justice League like you enjoy your Saturday morning cartoons. Well, this is made for grown-ups, so you're not in that demographic. <laughs> so, Zack Snyder says, This movie's made for grown-ups, not for Scott Mendelson, the little dickhead. It's like, that's just, it's an unnecessary response. <laughs> yeah. Like, that didn't need to be said. Like, no. But, because, you, it's, hmm, how do I say this? He needs, like, a PR person with him at all times to just be like, simmer down and now write a, write a like, proper response to this, if because you want I, to respond at all. Because I think if Mendelssohn said, Justice League is shit and this looks shit, you can roast that guy. Fair fucks, right? He's just a hare, whatever. But this Scott Mendelssohn guy was just like, it looks... Like, the same movie, which, I mean, a lot of it will be the same movie. It's still Justice League at the end of it. It's and the same it's characters, of, like... Yeah, and he said it's lots of deleted scenes from the marketing campaign, which it is. You see Cyborg stopping the car, which is not in the film. But yeah. otherwise, it looks like alternate takes. And to that he got, this is made for a grown-up. Shut up, dickhead. <laughs> well, it's like he was asked, a while, it was at a panel or something, maybe a year or two ago. We, we talked about it on this show that... Oh, yes. Uh, he had his own world and vision for Batman and if you didn't agree with that then shut up (laughs) and look I shut up I shut up really quick after hearing what his opinions were because he was his his entire thing was like in my world Batman has a gun that's fine he's a murderer he's a mass murderer he's got loads of guns (laughs) Um, so yeah the Justice League trailer came out I think it looks fine and it can't be worse than Justice League, so let's bring it on. I'm sure it'll be very good. Yeah, no, I'm eager to watch it. I, I'm actually looking forward to it, I think. And hopefully Superman still has a weird upper lip, but I don't think he will, because there'll be no reshoots. I think it's just off the original shots. Yeah, just keep the moustache, yeah. Keep the moustache at all times. <laughs> Photoshop in a moustache. And then, and then Photoshop it back out. Just make him look real weird. Just make, oh, make him look so weird. <laughs> Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news and this is spider uh, man or woman news Sean huh? Olivia, Olivia Wilde is said to be directing a spider woman Marvel movie for Sony Pictures very interesting yes uh, I, I'm totally behind this um, is it like confirmed spider woman or is it like spider, spider- Gwen um, it's Spider Woman. Fairly, it's fairly heavily rumored that it is Spider Woman, but okay. that has not been confirmed. Um, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's ninety five percent done that it will be Spider Woman rather than Spider Gwen. Yeah, that's like Spider Woman is like unexplored in like a film universe, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah she like you you get into this weird scenario where if you don't get a spider-man in the sony universe if if you know if the mcu keeps him forever um you can have you know an, an already established hero with as much of like comic book pedigree and you can just have them front your universe and it's grand and I think that's a very smart idea because Sony are trying to get this Spider-Verse off the ground 
but it's also important to like have a solid foundation. So I think you've absolutely nailed the you've hit the nail on the head there with regards to if Peter Parker is taken by Marvel, not taken, but if he's in their universe and they want to set up their own thing, Spider Woman is the way to go with this. And especially Olivia Wilde writing and directing it is even better. She uh, directed Booksmart last year. Yes, which Booksmart's I mean, amazing. Is amazing, and I think that was her first movie, her her feature movie. So, and she's already nailed that. I think that this could be really, really good, and I think a lot of good people will be involved in this, and they will use this as a bit of like, I mean, as a bit of a push. To get because they have the Madame Web movie in the works as well. They yeah. are also said to be developing a Black Cat and Silver Sable movies. So if you've Spider Gwen to throw in with all that into the Spider Verse, like that is a lot of characters that you could throw into this Sony Sony universe. If the worst comes to worst, and Marvel will sign on for another few years with Spider Man. Yeah, and I. <sighs> It, like if it's handled well, it can be so amazing. Is the mm. thing if it's handled well? I like if every one of their movies is like Venom levels of quality, which in my opinion, Venom is not the best. Uh, it, it the, the the Venom movie is not the best version of Venom that there's ever been. Shall <laughs> no. we say? Um, <laughs> Everyone knows it's Spider-Man Three: Topher Grace. Topher Grace, the Toph. <laughs> the Toph. Uh, but it, like, you need to really go for it, and that's why, like, someone like Olivia Munn, that's a, or is it Olivia Wilde? Sorry, um, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Uh, like, that's a director who has really proved what she can do. So trust in her with it. In just one movie. In just one movie. It, like that. That film has so much of her own voice in it that if you put that into a superhero movie, what comes out is really interesting and something we haven't necessarily seen. And I think that they need that. Like, I think at the minute they are still in Venom and they're, they're in Morbius. It's kind of very dark. Like, you can bring characters that are... Spider-Man is light, which is why he fights against these guys. But you don't just have to have Spider-Man. There are other spiders <laughs> in that universe that are already written, that already have a backstory. You might as well just throw them in. Like, all you're going to do is make money. I think a Spider-Woman movie will make money. If... And if it's done well, you could do a team-up movie or uh, an Into the Spider-Verse movie. We've always said that an Into the Spider-Verse is a great way to introduce these characters. Um, but yeah, I suppose if it's an animated short, it would be harder to go from animated to live action. I think you would just have to go a straight-up Spider-Woman origin story. Yeah, and... Like, see, that can work and that can be interesting as well. I Like, because... I think Sony's universe would be at the point that for a while they're all just going to be origin movies, you know, like with our Venoms and our Morbiuses and whatever. Like they are just going to be origin movies for a while until maybe the universe finds its footing and you can just be like, oh, characters just exist. That's just how it works. Yeah. And it just it just happens. Spider-Woman gets bitten by the same spider, correct? No, you're thinking of Silk. Uh, Sorry, Silk. Uh, no, Spider-Woman, uh, when she's in the womb, her mother gets hit with a laser that contains the DNA of several spiders. What? Yeah. Uh, holy shit, so that's like the the origin of Blade, but for Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, 
with more lasers, I guess. <laughs> with more lasers, yes. Um, and then she like she's uh, brought into Hydra, and she's made an assassin, and she's trained by Taskmaster and stuff like that. She's, see, she's pretty cool. See, that's that's all very interesting because that's all part of Marvel with Hydra and Taskmaster and everything. So weirdly, Spider Woman would be a great way for them to have another character in the Marvel universe and the Sony universe. Well, like, it, it is for Sony confirmed that this movie is being made, is it? Yeah, it is for Sony, yeah. Well, they could do, they could do the thing where in the team-up she goes to Marvel, and in the individual movie she's still at Sony. It could be that, or they could, like, eventually, like, swap over. Like, you know, that like, they're on loan to each, to each other's companies for a little while, for a movie or two, and then they swap back, and then, you know... Yeah, no, I, I think this could work. And I think uh, Olivia Wilde coming on as director and writer is a really good thing for the project. I think it can only mean good things because she's shown she's a very talented human. So just let her do some projects. And especially projects that Sony want to get off the ground. That They want, they need these movies to be good. So hire good people. Yeah, and hire good people and trust them to do to, to do the job you hired them for. They're, oh no, I, de- I never said they would do that. <laughs> They're oh, just okay. going to hire her and tell her what to do. <laughs> well, I've done. I've made my classic mistake there of overestimating yeah. the executives. Yeah. El- Olivia, we we've uh, we've surveyed a hundred people, and they've told us they don't like your story. They want more. They want more stories where Spider Man's sad. Is where's Topher Grace? Is no, Topher back? Topher, he's, he's, he's in the Oscorp basement with all the backpacks <laughs> that turn you into a supervillain. Oh yes, of course, of course. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next story, and this is the Suicide Squad DC Fandom trailer. Um, this is our first footage from James Gunn's uh, film. Now we are going to be doing. It was kind of more the behind-the-scenes footage. They did a kind of a roll call trailer as well, but we won't be doing that. Um, but we the roll call trailer just showed me the cast of this movie is insane. And this trailer has kind of shown me that not only do they have an amazing cast, but they also now have an amazing director to come on for the Suicide Squad project. What did you think about this? This is, like, this is such a cool way of showing a movie that's still in development. Like, they're they're still working on it. Um, I think it's in the editing phase now? Uh, Yeah, I think so. But, like... It's just a series of cool things happening. And I think that's what this movie is, because it's so hard to explain on paper. Because it's mental. And the one thing that stood out to me was uh, Joel Kinnaman, his voice is on the narration. He goes, don't get too attached to these characters, which means everybody's going to explode. Oh, yeah, I think, and I think they're going to be like, it's not just going to be Slipknot at the start and then it's done forever. But it's going to be like... Go ahead. I was going to say, why do you hire all these big name actors to play shit characters? Because there's nothing funnier than bringing in, say, John Cena as Peacemaker and then blowing his head off after 10 minutes. Yes, and that's what's going to happen. And I love that uh, John Cena's like, oh, he's like Captain America, but insane. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's a douchey Captain America. (laughs) Douchey Captain America, that's it. Um, So so you have... Go on. James Gunn's like fingerprints are all over this as well, and he's having so much fun making this movie. Yeah, and I think it's a such 
it's such a strange time to live in that like James Gunn is the draw of this film weirdly like he was the one they, they relied upon they did the roll call and everything and that's great but in this trailer they were like James Gunn is the star it used to be like oh we've got Tom Cruise is in this movie oh I'll go see that movie because Tom Cruise is in this movie it's now oh James Gunn directed that movie oh I'll go see that movie because it's going to be good yeah, like I think he even says, um, it's, it's the most fun he's ever had working on a project. Which Chris Pratt, I think, well, got real sad about. David Batista's got to write an angry tweet. Oh, David Batista could have been in it. <laughs> <laughs> David Batista's such a lovely man. I can't, I can't slag him. <laughs> he just seems so nice. He's so nice. They're like, but he's to, to think of everything James Gunn. I want to. I, I. I. don't know if "got away with" is the the right phrase to use, but everything. Oh. All the all the elements of his character that he put into, you know, Guardians, and 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 all that. Like, this just looks like it's going to be more of it. Mm. Because Suicide Squad is basically Guardians, but for DC, like it's just a bunch of misfits put into a team, and none of them like each other, and they have to save the world. Yeah, and like, and there's so many characters in this. So, so many. Like, I have the list here. Um, so they have Idris Elba. He's playing Bloodsport. Uh, you've got David the Schmalian is Polka Dot Man. Uh, Daniela Melchior is Ratcatcher, but not Ratcatcher one in the comic books. Ratcatcher number two in the comic book. That is how obscure James Gunn went with these characters. Because, like, why not? Um, you've got John Cena as Peacemaker, Flula Borg as Javelin, Joel Kinnaman is Rick Flag, Nathan Fillion is TDK, Peter Capaldi is Tinker, Pete Davidson is Blackguard, Alice Braga is Soul Seria, Sean Gunn is in this, Michael Rooker is in this. I mean, this cast is ludicrous. That's not even counting um, Margot Robbie, who is returning as Harley Quinn. No, and Harley Quinn looks great in this as well. Like the new and Jay Courtney, uh, but the, the Harley Courtney. Quinn outfit is amazing. It's so good, and I I think second only to the Peacemaker outfit, which is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so dumb, but he's douchey Captain America. But I get the feeling like he made that himself, and he refuses to take it off. <laughs> Also, did you hear the guy that was like, everything explodes. Arms, heads, legs, everything's exploding. Oh, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. I don't know if this movie's yeah. been rated yet. But no, I think it will be R-rated. I think it has to be, doesn't it? Like, if they're going all out, it has to, to be. To be honest with you, I have, my theory is that it'll be R-rated and it'll be very bright and very colourful, and it'll have the same thing, say, such as Kingsman, maybe, where it'll be very bright and colourful, and it's just a normal movie, and somebody's going to have their face blowed off, and it'll just get really gruesome really quickly, like Kick-Ass style, where it's just going to absolutely punch you in the face with the violence once it starts, and then the violence stops, and it goes back to being a normal movie. Yeah, like, it's... This is another one, I, I should say as well. I'm very excited for this movie. I think mm. it's going to be... I think this might be the one I'm second most excited for out of all the fandom trailers that we've seen. I think I'm there with you. 
Wonder Woman is pretty grey as well but I, I think because this wasn't a proper trailer I, my excitement level isn't as high as it would be but if they bring out a proper trailer for this say in the next two months I think I'll be like I'm all in I'm already kind of all in <laughs> so I, I trust James Gunn and everybody on this is a great actor or actress so throw it at me yeah and 2021 is it's not that far away when you think of it also time means nothing now so I mean it could be like it feels like May now so I'm I'm all about just 2021 is basically tomorrow yeah it might as well be it might as well mm. be um, we don't yeah. see Taika Waititi in this trailer so I'm wondering who he is I forgot that he was also in this movie for fuck's sake no I think he's definitely going to be one of the first deaths oh 100% but he's going to steal the movie for the 30 seconds he's in it and then die is he King Shark do you kill King Shark immediately Um, I think you do I think it's funnier if King Shark is like eating a human and then he immediately dies (laughs) can you imagine King Shark but wait Taika Waititi's voice I can and it's just Korg (laughs) and it's amazing (laughs) hey guys I I just this reminded me of um, I was doing some research and I think James Gunn has taken a lot of the characters from uh, the John Ostrander Suicide Squad run um, because a lot of these characters are just obscure and crazy characters like what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy but he's picked a lot of characters that he can change to match the story that like people won't care because like there's very little. I would say, now I might be insulting somebody, but nobody's like, Ratcatcher number two is my favourite hero or villain in DC. So if you take Ratcatcher and you change their backstory or change their origin, nobody's going to be up in arms. You can just change them to suit the story that you're writing. Yeah, and just just fit them into the world. And then anyone who is a diehard fan is probably just excited to see them on the screen. Yeah, because there was never going to be another chance for Polka Dot Man to turn up. I don't think so, but Polka Dot Man does look fantastic in this. <laughs> oh, they're all going to die! Oh, it's going to be so good. It's go- I, Yeah, it's going to be the church scene in Kingsman, but every scene. That's a very good way of describing it. I can't wait. Um, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Ben Affleck. Um, Batflick himself. Do you know what? There was, a point, there was a point that I thought this would be the biggest story. And then the weekend happened. Yeah. I, I I read this. I was like, oh, man, that's massive news. But then other things happened involving Batman. Um, so Ben Affleck is set to return as Batman, not only in Zack Snyder's Justice League, which he will be obviously appearing in that, but he will have a cameo in the Flash movie along with Michael Keaton. They're bringing all the Batmans back in for this one because it's meant to set up the timeline and multiverse and all that sort. How furiously do you think they're trying to get Christian Bale involved? Um, oh man, that would be amazing. But I don't think he'd do it. I think I think Kilmer would do it. I don't know if Clooney and Bale would. I like. It's just. It's such a shame that Adam West isn't around. Oh, he would so have been perfect for it. It would have been amazing. Like so, they did something like that with uh, Kevin Conroy on 
the Legends of Tomorrow, I think, or was it might have been the Flash on the CW. Yeah. But Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy was old Batman. I would like to see him back, but I, he wouldn't have the same draw as obviously Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton because a lot of people wouldn't know the man; they would just know the voice. Yeah. Now you could get Ian Glenn from Titans. Oh, season two. definitely not. I hate Ian Glenn as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, old man Ian Glenn? <laughs> Don't get me started on Ian Glenn as Batman, and he's 75 years old. <laughs> so, uh, if if the Flash movie is covering Flashpoint, it would make sense that you'd need Ben Affleck's Batman in it at some point, just because that's like the home universe at the minute. So they but need... is it, though? Because the Batman movie will have come out by the time this movie comes out. As in uh, Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Yeah, as in Pattinson's Batman will come out in 2021, and this movie's coming out in 2022. That's odd. Unless the... Okay, so if you look at it, for The Mm. Flash at the minute, we've only seen him in, let's call it the Affleck-verse, right? (laughs) Okay. So then we get The Flash, and then he travels to various other verses... Universes, we'll call them, and mm. if you want to, and and he encounters, you know, Michael Keaton, maybe Christian Bale, fingers crossed. But and then when he comes back, it switches over to whatever they want the new universe to be. Yeah, I think that's the way they're going to be running it. Um, it is rumored that Ben Affleck was, has been trying. They've been trying to coax him onto this project for many months. And be like, "Come on, please, Ben!" And he hates this. <laughs> he got burned so bad. He's just like, "No." Um, they sent him the script, and he sent them back a lot of changes that he wanted made to the script. And they then resent him the, squi- the script this week with the changes made, and he accepted to join the project. Wow. So I don't know what changes he made, but it is said to be a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the movie, is what the news has come out. That's interesting. That he, like, So he's clearly he's happy to sign on with the project as long as do- those, as you say, those changes were made. But... It, then he's really putting his his neck out for this movie. Like, more so than if he had just signed on and said, oh, it was a paycheck and I read the script. He's now had a hand in the way this story is told. And do you think then... I think that could make it better, though. I mean, Ben Affleck does have two Oscars. Yes. And one of them is for writing. He is a very good writer, is the thing. <laughs> So, and he he might hate this universe, but the only way to bring it back in is if he said, change this, 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 and this, this will make the scene better. And they went off and they changed them things. I don't think his changes will make the movie worse. No, that's a, that's a great way of putting it. Now, do you think he's seen, like, the reaction to, the, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League and people saying how much they like the character and they want to see him done justice? Do you think that will have had any effect... On, on his decision. I think that that probably did have an effect because he was of the opinion that everyone thought they were shit movies and he got a lot of stick for that. But I don't think specifically anyone ever gave him stick. It was more so just in general the the environment he was in. But everyone was always very 
complimentary about him as Batman. If you if you're going for he was perfectly cast for that role. If you're going for an older Batman who's at the end of the line, that Ben Affleck who's about forty, perfectly cast. He's big, like he's just muscle. Yeah. And I don't think he was the problem. When this has been said hundreds of times, he's not the problem with those movies. But I think he was just done with everything after Justice League. And he was not going to sign on for the Batman movie unless they let him write it himself. And then they wanted to get Matt Reeves in. And after that, I think he Matt Reeves kind of gave off the impression that he wanted to go for a younger Batman. So that kind of left Affleck in a bit of a limbo. Bit of a and pickle, so he, yeah. he stepped off. Yeah, and he seemed happy to do that, honestly. He had his own stuff going on at the time. Uh, mm. And thankfully, it looks like he's out of that now. I think he, he did a little like video chat thing at the fandom. And he just he seems he seems in good humor. Um, yeah, I, and I'm go I'm glad for that because I think he's had a few rough years, and so I'm always happy if Affle- if Affleck is is happy enough. I'm 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 okay with that. Yeah, and like seeing him, we, we said it. Uh, we we as we, as for the Patreon, we watched Daredevil, and like he's still he. He said after that he would never do another comic book movie. And then he believed so much in this Batman project that he was like, okay, I'll do it. And then he got burned bad. So now I hope it, like, it doesn't happen again. It is the Flash movie, though, with Ezra Miller. That's true. <laughs> but he can... But but Ben Affleck has said no. As far as I'm like, in relation to me, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, if, just let him write his scenes. Just write the rest of the movie. Just, scenes. <laughs> he'll figure it out. Um, so we are going to go from that piece of news involving Batman to the big news of the week, Sean, Holy involving fuck. Batman. Um, this is something that I've wanted to talk about since the second I seen it. I went, I can't wait to talk to Sean on Monday. Um, yeah. This is the Batman trailer. The first teaser trailer dropped on Saturday night. Sean, there's a lot to discuss here. I've got a whole page of notes. Where would you like to begin with this movie? Okay, I just want to say, right out of the gate, this is the teaser trailer, and I'm already on board. (laughs) Don't show anything else. No, this could be the only thing I see of this movie, and I will see it. And I will see it twice. (laughs) It is. If you can't tell, I'm very excited. Yes, and you're a Marvel shill. I'm so a it takes a lot shield. to get you excited. But, Connor, I can honestly say I've not been this excited by a trailer since I saw the Endgame trailer. Really? Yeah. Like, it, this... Yeah. I, it, it looks like a detective Batman story, and I don't know oh. the story it's based upon, So I'm and I'm not looking it up, because I want to experience this, like, live. So, if that's how you're feeling. In terms of how I'm feeling, you know Batman is my guy. Like, he's my character. Yeah. Um I've I've read too many Batman comics, but like I can't remember half of them. But like I just love Batman and that world and Batman the animated series is my introduction to all things comic books. So when I see this trailer and it is amazing, I have only two two feelings. One, wow, this trailer's amazing. Two, don't get your hopes up it's DC. So I'm like <sighs> I have been burned too many times. And but- so I'm like this looks amazing. They can't fuck this up. But then I think Warner Brothers, they could fuck it up. But like, oh, <laughs> oh here's the thing though. They like they signed off on this trailer, 
And this trailer has a tone that it sets about this movie. <laughs> True. Yes. And, okay, I will say, everything we're going to say now, I'm just going to be non-stop positive. But I wanted to get it out of gate early. I'm still, like, scared. Until I sit in the cinema and the movie finishes, in the last second I go, wow, that was great. I'm still worried it's going to be shit. <laughs> Batman's going to have a gun. <laughs> Well, no, he's got one on his chest, Connor. It doesn't matter. Also, oh, that it's very good. That doesn't look as weird in motion. No, it doesn't like, at all. Can we just get to the suit? Can we get to looking at Batman? Because I'm so excited Okay, let's just it. talk... Okay, well, let's talk about the suit. What What were your thoughts on the suit? Okay, I tweeted out when I saw it. And I, I was on my own watching this trailer. And I audibly gasped and said out loud, That's Batman! <laughs> like... <laughs> He's just no. He is like he's not built like Ben Affleck is built. No, but he's also. But he's not meant to be. No, he's two years in or something like that. It's um halfway through his yeah. So it's nearly two years. I think it's a year and a half or so. Yeah, and you see him at a crime scene with the Gotham PD. Jeffrey Wright playing Commissioner Gordon, who is amazing actor, really well cast. Has oh the voice, like his voice is so good for Gordon, and I hadn't realised that till I heard him reading the lines. And I will say that is one of my favourite things. Is and it's such a small thing, but when Batman is at the crime scene with Gordon, and the two of them are looking over shit, like the police are all just working around him, and Batman's just in the middle of the room, just analysing it himself. I just think that's really comic booky. Oh yeah, like Bat- Batman is his mind is going while everyone is explaining to him what is going on. Like he's already and figured beca- a lot of it out. Because every one of these movies is always Batman's a criminal of the law. We've got to take him down. Whereas I just like when Gordon's like, "We work together because we're going to make the city a better place," and everyone just accepts it that this Batman guy is good. Yeah, and maybe it's a slightly uneasy agreement, but that's fine. Yeah, I don't mind it as long as Gordon's in charge and he says he's with me. Let him in. Yeah, and this... Let's just take the tone down a whole few notches here, but uh, this might tie into that Gotham PD series that they're doing. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) But that's apparently apparently set during Batman's first year and they think he's a criminal. So I wouldn't be surprised right. if the end of that was them, like, shaking hands or some shit. <laughs> shaking hands and looking at the camera. <laughs> Big thumbs up. In, in cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> in cinemas. This October. <laughs> nice to see you guys. How do you feel um, about uh, Psycho Riddler? I love it. I I love it. Um, I have so much... See, there's so much things we can talk about here. Uh, in terms of Riddler, Paul Dano as Riddler, I think if you're going to do a detective noir Batman story, which I'm already salivating at, at the idea <laughs> that you're going to actually do a detective noir Batman story, the one villain you want as the villain is the Riddler. Because he's the only villain who's as smart or even smarter than Bruce Wayne. Yes. So... There's no point in him being a detective if it's just fucking, like, Killer Croc. It's like, okay, it's the big crocodile fucking show up. But if it's Riddler, who's... This Riddler's more a serial killer, which I was getting massive David Fincher 7 vibes throughout the whole trailer. Yeah, yeah, like... There is that element of he wants someone to find him as well. And he's just leaving clues as he's going around killing people. 
Um, there's so many tears as to what this Riddler is. We don't even see Riddler in classic green jacket, question marks all over him. He's full kitted out, you can't even see him, which I think shows Riddler's also in the early stages. Like, he hasn't gone full Riddler yet. No, I don't think anyone is full anything yet. Like, we see Colin no. Farrell's penguin later on, and he's just a dude, like... Yeah, he doesn't have a top hat. He mm. doesn't have... No monocle. Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. No Catwoman outfit. She's no. just classic robber outfit. Just a balaclava, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have Batman Year 2, which is, means it's not an origin. Um, my other note is the soundtrack, first of all, with Nirvana, I think is classic, yeah. just 90s angst. I just really like that. Yeah, and this film is apparently set in the modern day as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Like there was there was some discussion about like when it was set. Mm. But I like oh, I, this feels so real, like realer than the Bale Batman. Even I would say. I think this is Bale. This makes Nolan's Batman looks like fantastical, like extravagant. Just yeah, in terms of, like, that Batman literally just has pair, a pair of boots that you could buy at the shop. Like, he's he just went to the store and bought some heavy-duty boots. Yeah, and it's all... But it all works together, is the thing. Um, mm. there, there's a bit, and it's maybe the most brutal thing I've ever seen <laughs> Batman do. <laughs> and my god... <laughs> you cannot comprehend my reaction <laughs> saying that. I went I think full fanboy is the phrase I was like oh fucking shit like yeah. really loudly so this and look we'll talk about the rest of the trailer but I need to get this out of my system because this yeah. fucking skinhead dude tries are to they a- Riddlers or Jokers I couldn't figure out what they were. They're a gang of somebodies, but I yeah. don't know if they're Jokers or Riddlers. I don't know, because they have kind of the smile around the mouth, but it also could be a skull. Yeah, maybe. I, I couldn't figure it out. But yeah, one of them steps up to Batman. Yeah, and he's he, he, and he has a pipe in his hand. He has like a lead pipe. And he takes one swing at Batman. And Batman, <laughs> in like three moves, he punches him twice in the face and breaks his arm. So he goes full Arkham on him, like yeah. Arkham Knight. Like he presses Y when he's about to be struck, and he blocks the attack, and then just he presses X repeatedly until the man dies. Uh, but he's there's a point where like the dude is clearly not fighting anymore. Batman drops him to the ground with a punch to the and, head and keeps punching, keeps punching him like he is <laughs> rage. Like he's like, I'm not going to kill you, but combat is. I will oh, yeah. give you a good coma. Oh, like that man's never walking again. <laughs> no, like, like you're not going to die, but you will be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life, unfortunately. But no more crimes. No more crimes. I, like, I didn't kill you, because, so my conscience is be- clear. Because this is early Batman, which is like there's an area, there's a grey area in Batman in terms of he sees every criminal as the guy that killed his parents. And so every criminal is met with the same fury as he would if he met Joe Chill. So he just just mauls these people. Just like one by one he breaks every bone because in his head he's like, if I take out this guy, it's going to save another family. It's going to save one more family. Yeah. And he's just... And I, that's, that's a very early Batman idea. Until he learns to accept 
he's still like in full grief and vengeance as he says he says i am vengeance it's yeah i am vengeance like he's not batman at this point like do you think that the second trailer will have i am the knight and then the third trailer will have i am batman oh my god that would be so good (laughs) i would be like freaking out this entire even even the logo at the end made me like fanboy yeah, it's just a really, really good logo. And I think maybe we're just being like complete shills, but we will shit on a lot of stuff. But this trailer is just something that's really good. And I like when something is just good. Yeah. I just like it. And what do you think of uh, Pattinson as Bruce Wayne? Um, I think this is still early Bruce, so he doesn't give a shit really about the Playboy stuff. Right. Like I th- I think Pattinson is going to be, he will be a good Bruce Wayne because like I think dressed up in a suit I think he'll look very suave. But I don't know if that's what he's there for. He's still just fury. Like he's just he hasn't early Batman hasn't learned to balance. Like he's just about the war. Yeah, right, yeah. Like the, as far as he's concerned Bruce Wayne could die as long as he can still be Batman. Yeah, and, and and that all comes from... That's why he takes over every single body... Every single foe, like, it's his last fight. Because he's like, I will just kill. Or no, I will break every bone in everybody's body until I get this done. Whereas, like, later on, Batman, he learns to say there's two sides of it. It's a give and take. Where he's like, I can be Batman, but I can also be Bruce Wayne. Um, and I this Batman's not ready to accept, say, Dick Grayson. But no. if he does some learning or some growing, I could see Dick Grayson appearing in the second one. Like him adopting a child. Oh, that would be good. I would like to see that. Um, uh, there's a scene in this trailer and it looks like Batman fighting in a cage surrounded by police officers. Yeah. And I like the idea that he takes on all of them. <laughs> like, he just wants to fight. Like, he wants to do things. He's just rage. And um, the one thing I have here is the fact that it reminded me of... And this is a very high praise for me. It reminded me of the animated series mixed with 70s and 80s Batman comics where it's very dark and Batman's just a dude. Like, Batman yeah. just has a car that he has a rocket on the back. Like... Batman doesn't have a tank or something. In the in the 70s and 80s comic books, they kind of dialed it all back, all back after the 60s extravaganza and Adam West and everything. They just made it, everything dark and everything. It's just Batman. He's just a dude in a car. Yeah. And he just drives to the battle and he just fights someone until they stop moving. Sorry, the car as well. Looks so amazing. Good. Looks, looks, it might be the best one. <laughs> Because it's so simple. It's just like a souped-up fucking car. That he's just put a rocket on the back of it. Yeah, like the same way he went into a shop and bought those boots. Like, he just customised yeah, this car to suit his needs. And maybe later on he will upgrade the car. But as of now, it is just... If you see the Batcave, it's just basic. Oh, it's like... like he just has... Yeah. It's all he, he needs. He what he needs. Yeah, he just has what he needs and nothing else. Yeah, like there's no down there. giant penny. There's no Tyrannosaurus Rex in there because he doesn't care. No, because he's just, he's just all about the next night. Like, he gets into bed and he wakes back up and he's like, I want to go back out. Like, I, there's more crime to solve. Um, in terms of 
what I seen, I was thinking of Nolan's Batman through this whole thing, and I was thinking of that it looked like Seven, but Nolan's Batman came into my head because I thought this could be better than Nolan's Batman, and then I immediately shook my head. I was like, no, 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 don't do that, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't give yourself hope. <laughs> don't give yourself that kind of level of hope. But I think it does. It's real world Batman, which we we mock DC for dark and gritty when it comes to Superman and everything. But the one character you would do dark and gritty with is Batman. That's where he lives. Yeah, like... And, see, the way they've done dark and gritty in the past is more, like, edgy. Edgy. Yeah, yeah. edgy. <laughs> it's like what a 14-year-old... When he said, I am vengeance. When he said, I am vengeance, I was like, fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the difference between this edgy and Titan's edgy is, mm. like, it's a mile long... <laughs> Yeah. Um, what did you think of... What do you think of Riddler being the ultimate bad guy? In a, So far as... I think it might be, like, a mystery in terms of nobody knows who's doing it. Um, and it will be Detective Tig where we have to... It will go through the rogues gallery of Batman where he's, like, one by one crossing people off the list. Yeah, I think, the like, the Riddler is a solid choice for Batman at this point because... And we kind of touched on this when we talked about like what our dream for this movie would be, but he has to realise in this that he can't solve every problem by fighting. He has to outthink mm. them. Like, that's his ultimate and, strength. Yeah, and like, and that's so... It's such an interesting character growth to have that. The character realise, oh, I can't just punch out of every situation. Because Batman's known for his intelligence later on, but at the start, as I said many times, just fury. He's just vengeance, as he, he says. Yeah, he's vengeance and he's fear. Like, and that's what he wants to be. He wants to make people afraid. Mm. But after after um, everyone's afraid, you still need to, you still need to like not be tricked by them. No. Um, what I will say in terms of the cast, it is amazing. Jeffrey Wright as Gordon, perfect. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. She is just in classic Catwoman gear. But you get a shot of everybody in this, which I like. Um, you also have Colin Farrell, who is basically unrecognisable yeah. as the Penguin. He's under a bajillion pounds of makeup, and he looks amazing. Yeah, he, it, it's going to be like um, what was the Winston Churchill movie, Finest Hour? Was yeah, that? yeah, I think so. It'll it'll be like that, but it just they've just done that to Colin Farrell. Um, it'll be like Tom Cruise was, in Tropic Thunder. Very, yes. That's our go-to for great makeup. <laughs> um, and I have a theory, Sean, in regards to all of this detective stuff. Would you like to hear it, or is it a spoiler? Oh, give me a theory. Give me a theory. I think that it will be a long Halloween type thing where it will be Batman using his detective capabilities to solve everything. But I think the Court of Owls are going to be involved in this movie. The Court of Owls? Yes. Really? That's a... That's a big claim. I think they're either going to be involved in this movie or the next movie. Um, And I think this is going to be the time where Bruce Wayne finds out maybe Thomas and Martha were involved in the Court of Owls. Like, the Waynes were involved. The Wayne name. Yeah. And he can't understand. Like, there's corruption from the very, very top of Gotham. And this movie is all about him realising the corruption, how deep it runs within the city. Like, Gotham is just, like, from the inside out, it's just, like, wrong. 
and he needs to solve everything. And so I think the best way to do that is through the Court of Owls, because that is such a wide-encompassing story that everybody is part of this Court of Owls scenario that they're all... They're the ones making the decisions for Gotham. I think it would be a bold strategy, but fucking hell. I've seen the, the first bit where the guy has all the sellotape around his face. Yeah. And, for so, and it says liar on it. And my first thought was, that's like to make up for a mask that he's wearing. Like Riddler did that to his face as like a symbol. To like the the owl mask that he wears. Maybe. That's that that's a very interesting way of looking at it. Um mm. and I, I, I honestly I can't say I don't believe you either. Maybe it, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just talking shit. But that was just where my mind went. Yeah, no, like I when I saw the like thugs with the whited out faces, I for I think for a flash in my mind it was like Court of Owls? No, and I disregarded it. <laughs> But I, I, I like the idea that he has to, you know, he he has to solve it all. He can't just punch criminals. He has to get to the root of the problem. And I think it'll start with a simple murder case, and the deeper he gets, the more corrupt Gotham becomes. He just uncovers this big conspiracy. Yeah, and then it'll just be him and Gordon versus everyone. Oh, like at the start, it's him. It, at the start, it's him working with the Gordon and the police and the DA. Say, but then the further he looks at, it, he's like, "Fuck, the DA is getting paid off by those gangsters." And that guy's there. The deeper and deeper it gets, he's like, "Fuck, everybody's in on this. Everybody's getting second-handed except for Gordon." Yeah, and then Gordon doesn't know who he can trust, so he can only trust Batman. That would. That is my thoughts on where they would go. I believe I look if they did go that way I would not be mad at all. I think that's a really interesting route. Yeah. Uh do you have anything else to say about this trailer? I just think it's amazing. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Like uh <laughs> and also again this movie is still in production. It's they've still not filmed all of it and it's this good. Yeah. And I I think Matt Reeves could be onto a winner here. Like I think it could just be it could just be a classic. This could be the most Batman-y movie. I, up until this point, Batman Begins, I think, is the most Batman-y movie. But I think this could take it. I think you're getting your hopes up, Connor. And you told me not to do that. No, sorry, no, you're right. Uh, fuck, no, it's going to be shit. Connor, it's going to be bad. Don't get excited about Dash those dreams. <laughs> Don't get excited about anything. 2020 has taught me life is shit. <laughs> life is shit and it can always get worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's it for this week's Movie Monday, Sean. What a bumper episode it was, everybody. Thank you all for listening. I had to skip, like, three other stories, so we will have to get to them next week. Next week, so And they're, they're also quite big. Excellent. Um, so yeah, do you want to take us out? Yes, uh, thank you everyone very much for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks, as always, goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Charlotte Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley and Ryan Evanson. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. We hope you enjoyed uh, the episode of Dare, uh, our Daredevil review that we put out on Saturday. Uh, it was a lot of fun to film. and uh, it, I, did I, you I don't yourself? I, I did, yeah. I didn't put it out anywhere, but it's just for me. I like to critique Why my own appearance. Ah, look, it's, I deserve a lot of pain, Connor. I was covered in grease. I just in case I needed a quick exit. I got 
of slipped right out of that room after the review. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's up uh, on the Patreon if anyone wants to listen to it. Uh, and hopefully someone does. We're on all the social yeah. medias. Twitter at Here's For Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook Here's For Hire Podcast. Instagram Here's For Hire Podcast. Or you can email us Here's For Hire underscore at Outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think that's it. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 